0: Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. So glad you've stopped by. We hope that as you listen to today's sermon, the Holy Spirit through his word will refill you, recharge you, and equip you for the rest of your journey with him. Listen to today's
1: sermon.
2: So the topic that John Yarney sent to me and you also was uh, about generosity, and so I have prepared something on on that issue. And as I was listening to Gloria speak uh, to the children, she talked about how prices have gone up considerably in the market, and people are hoarding and uh, this and that. And it is a difficult time for, like you, Brother Nana said, for the whole world. I was. Um, at uh, the recent Awaken to the World, there's a, a Reverend J.O. amani He's with the Church of Pentecost. He's the area head for Asokwa in Kumasi. And he was telling the story of a woman, a seamstress, and she would always take note of the children in her community in uh, Ejira uh, who needed school uniforms. And just out of her own goodness, she would make uniforms for the needy children in her area. When, uh, Reverend Amonion Pong asked a very good question when he told this story. And he said, what do you think God thinks of that woman? So he wasn't just telling a story of a generous woman. He asked a question after he told the story of this woman who watches for young children who can't get school uniforms, who sews school uniforms. And then, she, he, then he said, what do you think God thinks of this? And he said, will not God take care of that woman? And it was a great question. And he said, this woman who is so generous with sewing, using her talents and resources to sew these uniforms. He said that God takes very good care of her. She's abundantly supplied. And I think he even used the term she has chopped into retirement. She's, she's, she's doing well. God has taken good care of her. She's not a woman of substance, but just generosity. And so we have on our minds today, there's one issue, coronavirus. That's the big issue. And like uh, Sister Gloria was saying, people are hoarding, lockdown. I mean, uh, we're all worried about our jobs, our income, our food supply. I was talking to one of my sisters yesterday. She's, her job is, uh, she's had her income cut By 20%, there's no business at all for her company, just hanging on. So everybody, everybody is facing big challenge. And one temptation we all have, like Sister Gloria was saying, is to hoard. And how do we stockpile or not, how do we stockpile? What do we, how do we behave as Christians in this type of situation? And um, there's a lesson we can learn from the church in Philippi which was not a well-to-do church at all, but it was a very generous church, even in the midst of their poverty. Paul in, in uh, Second Corinthians said they were deep poverty. But in Philippians, we see that they were a very generous, generous church. And so I would like us to look at Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four from 14 to 20. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us. And help us to learn and be at peace in this situation. Help us to be people who are givers. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So even though we don't see that the Philippians were under lockdown or facing a virus, they were not a church that was well-to-do. In Corinthians, Paul said that they were uh, people in deep poverty. So what I learned from the Philippians in this is in talking about generosity, which was what John wanted me to speak on, and is that giving, good giving, and I'm putting the word give, good there. Good giving is always gain. Good giving is always gain. For the receivers, for God, and for the givers. So we'll start out for good giving, good giving is always gain for the receiver. Now, that seems quite obvious that the receiver is always a gain for, you know, you receive something, but there is bad giving. So I could say, you know, good giving is always gain, but bad giving is, is there is a such a thing as bad giving because a receiver can receive a gift he doesn't need or a gift that does him harm. Likewise, you can give a gift, a bad gift in which God is not happy about. It doesn't please God. And likewise, somebody can give with a bad motive. So, just to get people out of here, or so there is bad giving. So, I'm talking about good giving good giving that benefits the receiver, benefits God, and benefits the one who has given as well. So, good giving is always gain, number one for the receiver. And Paul commends the Philippians for the giving that he gave them. He was in need. There was a story I read uh, about a a young girl, she was five years old and she was um, a refugee from Iraq, forced out of Iraq in 1999, and then bounced with her family from one refugee camp to another. And at this one refugee camp, a man came, it was under the Dutch control, a man came and gave her a bicycle. And she said, when she received that bicycle, her heart exploded with joy. And she said that bicycle made her feel so special and made her a person again. Because here she was just a refugee, no home, being pushed from place to place, but then she received this bicycle. And then years later, this was 24 something years later, she went on Twitter, and had a picture of the guy who gave her the bicycle. She had no idea who it was. And she asked if anybody can identify this man because she wanted to say thank you to him because how that gift changed her life, just a bicycle, but it made her feel special. Her heart exploded with joy and it made her feel a person again. And by the grace of God, somebody knew that person and she was able to link up and find that man and to ex- express thanks for that bicycle that she had received so many years ago. But here was a gift that was a genuine gift that benefited the receiver. And the world survives on generosity. Really, it's not doesn't survive so much on, on, on just labor, wages. We all are where we are today because someone invested in our lives and, that they didn't have to do. The world really survives on generosity. And it's obvious in, in a normal situation that, that receivers gain. But here we have um, a situation where Paul gained because what the Philippians gave him, he really, really needed. He, and this was a consistent pattern that the Philippians had done. From the very first time that Paul met the Philippians in his second missionary journey, All the way until now, where he's in a prison in Rome, the Philippians had consistently given to him, and they knew what he needed because of that relationship. They always met his needs, and the Philippians kept the apostles' ministry afloat. What if they had not given to him? In Paul's second missionary journey all the way until now, the Philippians had kept Paul going. So here Paul says he had received so much support that he said he was even amply supplied. He didn't reject anything they sent him. He didn't say, I don't need it. He took it because it was a very good gift. And the gifts were necessary because Paul said that he had been in genuine, genuine need. And he did not refuse what had been given to him. Paul was grateful. And we often think that, well, if uh, someone is generous, they give. But it's not only the Philippians who were generous here. Paul was also generous in receiving. Paul was very, very generous in his thankfulness for what he received, and he was also very generous in his desire that the that God would give a huge credit into the Philippians' heavenly account. So it's interesting that when somebody gives, God does have a a a an account into which he keeps track whatever however it works he Paul said I want that God will credit your account that's what I want so there was generosity on the part of the Philippians in consistently giving over many years to Paul giving good gifts that he genuinely needed and there is also generosity on the part of the apostle Paul as well generous in his thanks. He didn't manipulate for the gifts. He didn't keep asking for more and more. He said, I have enough. I am amply supplied. And then he was very generous in what he wanted God to do for the Philippians. So giving is is not just, uh, generosity is not just for the giver. Generosity, we have to be generous in how we receive as well. But good giving is always gain. And here we see that it was a gain for the Apostle Paul. He truly needed what he was given, and it was a good gift. And it was out of a relationship. And sometimes we, the best way, I think, to give is when we know the person to whom we are giving, we know the genuine need that they have, and there can be some type of accountability so that in this relationship we can see that yep that was the right gift or no it wasn't so there's the generosity always is not just um diffuse or uh just scattered our generosity should be good it should meet genuine genuine needs and in this situation the Apost- the philippians with with a um uh, deep poverty Good giving is always gain and it was a gain for the apostle Paul. So good giving is always gain for the receiver. Paul didn't refuse what he was given. He was happy, he was thankful and it blessed him. So and it, it all these years it helped the apostle Paul move move forward continue his ministry. So it was a blessing to the apostle Paul. Good giving is always gain for the receiver. Apostle Paul was blessed. Good giving is always gain, not only for the receiver, but is always a gain or should be a gain, not only for the receiver, but for God as well, for God. Now, if anybody wants to add anything uh, at any point, you're certainly welcome to, to chip in. So good giving is always gain for the receiver. A good giving, good giving is always gain for the receiver. It's good giving is always gain for God. Now, does God really need anything? Well, the gifts that the Philippians sent to the apostle Paul assisted him in the spread of the gospel. So in this sense, the gifts were a gain to God. But I want to focus on something a little bit different here. The Philippians had just sent a gift to Paul through the messenger Epaphroditus. Paul received the gifts. And he said that he was amply supplied. They were good gifts. But it wasn't just Paul who received the gifts. God received the gifts as well. Paul said the gifts were a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, an acceptable sacrifice, acceptable to God. So it was not only Paul who received them, but God did as well. The gifts brought pleasure to God. And this is something we always have to look at as well. In generosity, what will God think of this gift that I'm going to give? Is it a good gift? Will God be pleased with it? The Philippian gift was a gift that brought pleasure to God. And we can't take this for granted. This is probably the most important part. What will God think? Like Apostle Amani Yangpong, Pong, he said to us, What does God think of this woman who is always sewing the uniforms for these children? God, of course, was pleased with that. So it's very important that in giving, we have to ask, what will God think? The gifts in this case from the Philippians brought pleasure to God. We can't take this for granted. We are not just giving to meet needs. We can't just give to meet needs. We have to bring pleasure to God. After all, our gifts, our talents, and our resources are from him and belong to him. I know of a pastor. He preached a message, and afterward, he went home, and he felt that God had been with him when he preached. And so he said to God, thank you. And he felt God say back to him, thank you. And he learned from that that God does appreciate what we do for him, our generosity, our giving. God does appreciate it. He receives our gifts as an offering to him. He gains from it. It's not just that the gospel goes forward. Yes, that's a good thing, but God gains in a sense god has everything he's self-sufficient but there is a, a way in which god does gain it was an acceptable sacrifice sacrifice to him all our gifts should have that that stamp of god's approval that he will look at this and say thank you thank you so good gifts good gifts are gain to god there is a seminarian he already had his first degree he was i mean he was he was he was somebody he had his first degree and he was going to go on to seminary and he went to the seminary and was uh, asked if there was a dormitory space for him to 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 occupy and they said well uh, no but what we really need is someone to do cleaning on the campus to be the uh, janitor to clean But he wasn't going to do that because he was above that. And so he said, No, I'm just looking for a dormitory space. So he left the campus and then he felt God say to him, Go back and take that job. So he went back to the campus and talked to the guy, and the the guys hired him immediately to do the cleaning. And he said, throughout his seminary career, throughout his seminary time, he said the two places he learned the most were in the classroom and in the toilets cleaning the toilets and it was of giving himself to God to clean those toilets that God really ministered to him the classrooms he learned a lot but it was cleaning those toilets and his sacrifice his his service to cleaning those toilets It was in those times, he said, God, really, they had a great communion. And so his gift of cleaning, gift of sacrifice to make sure those toilets were clean and the halls were clean, he said in those times, he sensed the pleasure of God. And so good giving is always gain to the receiver, but we always have to keep fully in mind to God is God going to be pleased with the gift I'm bringing? That God received the Philippians' gift as a pleasing sacrifice also tells us that God loves generosity. He loves generosity. It's his nature. He himself is a giving God. God is a giving person. Giving is his nature. So when we give, we are reflecting the nature of God. God loves generosity. Good giving, good giving is gain, not just for the receiver, but for God. The res- to receive it as an acceptable sacrifice. So good giving is gain for the receiver, for God, but also for the giver. And this is where it's very difficult for all of us at this time. Suggest- Gloria Yes.
3: Oh, this is jonas here um since I you guess. gave us the opportunity to share um i wanted yeah. to ask a question maybe before you move to the second the next point yeah we, we we see apostle paul exercising some judgment and and come to the conclusion that the gift from the philippians was acceptable to god because he could process that and he could see god's pleasure in that Yeah. how do we as christians also analyze our giving and find our giving acceptable to God. How do we process that? That's a good question that you ask. Is this giving, um, you know, acceptable to God, but how do we respond or how do we begin to respond to that? So we come to a place where we are comfortable that what we give indeed brings honor and pleasure to God.
2: Okay, that's a good question. Anybody else want to uh, chip in with a comment?
3: And, and perhaps another comment, which is very peculiar to uh, to Dakar and Senegal, which we haven't seen much in, uh, in in Accra or other places where we lived, is that we see a lot a lot of people in the street begging, yeah, and and people in need, and this is very peculiar in this country. And there are times you will have a coin somewhere in the car which you will, you will give away, and there are other times where. not necessarily comfortable and and not really have thought through these um, circumstances and how to go about it yeah
2: Yeah. well i'll give my response and if anybody wants to add to it but i think the first um, way is what the philippians did with the apostle paul they knew him and they gave a good gift that benefited the paul they knew what he was doing they knew what paul was doing that he was doing something valuable and worthwhile so in that sense it would be pleasing to god but also number so number one what are you giving to so philippians gave to paul he was doing a valuable they knew him there was that relationship there there was a, they could see that what they were giving was a good gift that it would be used well and But we're going to get into the other issue on this as well, is the motive of the giver. And that's the third point, is what is your motive for giving? Is it giving to, for a selfish purpose? Is it uh, giving for uh, just because you're told that, hey, if I give, God is going to open the windows of heaven and blah, 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 blah. So um, what is that, that you are giving to or to whom are you giving? and then also your own motive for doing it are you are you yourself if you are doing something to please god god will be pleased Uh, god like the pastor who preached and god said to him thank you if you're doing something to please god if your heart is to please god god will be pleased with with what you're doing i remember a, a friend of mine said he learned after some years he said you know, I've learned after all these years, God's just not that hard to please, you know, just a, a pure heart and, and God's pleased. It's not a big, big uh, process. God's easy to please. You do something to please him, you know, he's pleased. So yep. yeah. so, so, I'll continue unless somebody else wants to add or or uh, bring in their own perspective.
1: Uh, Pastor Jeff, I think I'll encourage you to finish. And okay. If there are any questions? All right. Take them at the end. I think that may make it easier.
2: Very good. Very thank good. You
1: for, thank you for uh, the answer to, to Jonas's question.
2: Okay. I all right.
1: agree with that answer.
2: Okay. So good giving is always gained for the receiver, for God, and then finally for the giver. And now this is where we're all facing a tough time because if we give, especially in a time of uh, lockdowns, uh, you know, what's where, you know, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in big trouble. So it's best rather than to give, but to hoard. That's really, you know, how we look at things. Don't give things away. Rather go hoard, go to the market, buy, you know, what everybody's buying the toilet roll and uh, everything stockpile. But I think here we have to be looking at giving. Good giving is always gain that when we give, when we give, we do gain. Um, we're told that if we give, God will open the windows of heaven. But if we give for that reason, it's really not giving. That's not giving. We're only looking to ourselves. And when we give to receive, we're not giving. Giving is when we give to somebody else without concern for ourselves, and we're concerned for the other, and concerned for God. And when we give of our time, talents, and resources to lift up others and to please God, God takes care of those who bless him. God blesses those who bless him. Paul wrote in Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And what Paul is telling us, there's a context here. We have to look at that, that, that promise that, is was given to people who were giving and they gave not concern for themselves but they gave out of concern for paul and they gave out of concern for god and paul said don't you worry you have given to me and it's left a hole in your resources but god will resupply he will take care of you god takes care of those who bless him god blesses those who bless him Paul said that God credits to the accounts, credits gifts to the account of the giver. So God makes some type of deposit into an account when we give. We don't lose. God will take care of it. that woman who sewed for the children. She spent her time, her resources, her thread, her needles, but God kept supplying. And he said she went into retirement well supplied. The Philippians received this promise after they gave. They had given already and then Paul told them of this promise. So they didn't give with the promise that my God will resupply. They gave and Paul then Paul told them, "This promise is for you." So the blessing was not a factor in their giving. So Paul makes an assurance that God will not abandon the Philippians. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory generosity doesn't always come naturally paul wrote that the philippian church was the only church that paul sh- that shared with paul so generosity is a discipline that we have to develop and there was a relationship between the philippians and paul when there is a relationship between the giver and the receiver the gifts are usually appropriate accountable and consistent and god will resupply he's not going to shortchange someone who's generous because generosity is part of who god is he will always bless those who bless him amen good giving good giving is always gain we don't lose is gain for the giver gain for the gain for god and gain for the receiver amen 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 thank you pastor jeff thank you for the privilege and the opportunity thank you for such a beautiful sermon and uh uh,
1: I think we'll take a, a few questions now. I know Jonas has more questions.
2: And if he asks a tough one, I'll mute him. <laughs> 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 That's a good one.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no. Um, if anybody wants to share some thoughts on
1: how they, they deal with uh,
3: people in the streets that are in need.
1: What happens in Senegal is that uh, you have a situation where young these uh, imams uh, go to the rural communities and pick pick these young children in the name of teaching them islamic education giving them free islamic education and they actually send the children on the streets to beg you know so the money you give to the children doesn't go to the children it goes to somebody else who is benefiting from it so if you really one of the good things i think pastor jeff has shared with us is that When it comes to giving, it helps to know who you are giving to and to what you are giving. If your objective is to help those children, you are better off just having food, some snacks in your car, and giving them the snacks so they eat it than giving them money. Because the money doesn't go to them. The money, and in fact, this is a stronghold Senegal has to break because it has been going on for. A very very long time it really robs the children of their childhood
2: and i will totally discourage that but i, I would like to hear what others think uh, the beggars they do touch us but is do we know where the money is going will it even go to the children and are we reinforcing a, a bad situation uh, that's uh, amen to what you said brother nana and,
1: and then for those for those who don't know this is actually a fact uh, there is documentary on it you can find out so children are trafficked uh, in West Africa, children for Ghana specifically, children are trafficked from Chad. the northern parts of Ghana, from Burkina Faso, from Mali, from Chad, especially Chad. Chad. And they are they are brought It's a whole business. They bring them, they keep them in mosques, and they use mm. them to beg. And mm. it's a very lucrative business. So, so if you really want to support, there are organizations in Ghana like Chance for Children. Kinder Paradise, there are many, many organizations that actively help street children. children. They help to get some of these kids off the street. They help to put them in shelters. They help them to get education. If you give to these organizations, you know that you are giving to people who are really helping street children. But if you give anything apart from food to the children on the street, you are putting money in a criminal's pocket. Once in a while, it will be a blind person who is just begging for themselves, but ninety-something percent of the children you see begging on the streets, they are working for a syndicate. Mm. Any other questions? Hello, hello,
4: Hello, Rosie. Rosie. Okay, so my question is, um, what's the difference between you know? um, Pastor Jeff talked about giving. Um, something you know the person needs and where you have a relationship with the person and, you know, being comfortable with what you're giving, that is being used for a good cause. But I'm also wondering about giving that uh, stresses your faith. You know, people say they don't want to give anything that doesn't cost them. So sometimes you want to know what's the difference between giving something you're comfortable with. I mean, if every time you give, it's something you're comfortable with. Is that good enough? Or when do you like have to stretch your faith and give beyond um you know they said one of the churches gave beyond what they even had. Sometimes you feel that um so people push people to give more than they have and then it sometimes doesn't feel right. But sometimes other people say, Oh, they are pushing them to exercise their faith. So how can we tell the difference um with that kind of giving? And does that please God?
2: Who, who can help us?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: do, we, do we always be comfortable with what we are giving? That's,
1: that's the first. I, I, I think uh, Pastor, Jeff, Pastor Jeff will answer that for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, if anybody doesn't have any anybody, if there's nobody else to chip in. You know, you give um, there, there is no real formula to what you should give at a particular moment. And I think if it's giving, there should be always sacrificial. <clears throat> That's just to give without any bit of sacrifice. We can ask, is it really giving? You know, if, if it's just something that I have extra and I'm giving it away, is it really, is that really giving? but if it if it forces us to exercise some faith then i think we're entering into the real realm of giving that we ha- that what we have we're actually giving something away mm-hmm. so i think i think giving by definition means there's a sacrifice involved in it not every gift has to be you know um, is always going to be quote unquote sacrificial but i think giving by definition means there's a sacrifice to it. It costs us something. A gift, by definition, has to cost us something. It has to be an exercise of faith. Amen.
1: The, I mean, if, if I can contribute to that, uh, uh, Rosie, another way to look at giving is from the perspective of the receiver. Sometimes, sometimes we, we want to prove God or believe God and give the big things. But sometimes all a person needs is, is breakfast. They, they forgot their wallet, and, and they need breakfast. And it may not cost you much, but if you are obedient to the Holy Spirit, you know, you know that, oh, give the person five Ghana cities, you know, the value of a dollar or two, and it's enough for breakfast. So I, I feel that we tend to sometimes look at giving only from how much it is costing us, but there is also what it means to the receiver. I feel that we shouldn't be discouraged if what we have to give that we don't is not something we are really sweating to give, you know, but just be obedient and willing and having a posture of generosity. If we give to the right people, as Pastor Jeff is saying, we know that it will be put to good use. So you have to respect what you're giving and make sure that you're not throwing it away. But if you do your due diligence, it most probably will end up Impacting somebody very positively.
4: Thank
0: you. I'd just like to add a scripture Isaiah 32, verse 8.
1: <laughs> Isaiah 32, verse 8.
0: Yes, please. A generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. That's simple.
1: Amen. Amen. Yes, I, I think that uh, we, we, we made space for a, a, a final question. Is a final question coming? Yes, Maurice, how are you?
4: I thank you. Please, if you give because, if you only give because you have extra, but it's not, you you didn't plan to give, but you realize you have extra and give to people who need it. Is it good giving (laughs) or you're just giving them what you
2: need? I think, I think Nana had a great answer. The last one, go ahead. You maybe repeat what you said, but Nana, you said it so well, just when you answered it before. (laughs) So Laura is,
1: you are not greedy, so if you, are, if you, you feel that it's extra, if everybody in the world who had more than they need thought like you think and gave, uh, there will be no hunger in the world. There are a lot of people who have many, many extras and are hoarding, you know. so the fact that you can have two and think, oh, all I need is one, I'd like to give one to another person, is a very, very good spirit. I hope, I hope that answer is helpful.
4: Yes, it is. Thank
3: you. God
1: bless you. Fantastic. Bless
0: you. Amen. And Father, we want to thank you for this wonderful sermon that we heard. Bless Pastor Jeff. Bless his family. There's a reason why each one of us, uh, though we're in different locations, we're connecting virtually, Lord. You have a reason for everything. Help us to dwell on the sermon we heard today, Lord. And throughout the week, may we just draw closer into your fold, Lord. Help us to understand these times and to understand our individual missions. Help us also to draw strength from each other. And though we can't see each other, we seem actually to be connecting brilliantly and to be closer virtually. So Lord, you have a reason for everything. We want to say thank you for everything. And um, thank you that you watch over us throughout the week until we meet again. Lord, we love you, bless you, and bless everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope this sermon blessed you. If it did, will you consider sharing it with a friend? And if you're in Accra looking for a spirit-filled community to worship with, why don't you join us at Mikado Plaza, Bonnie Junction, Accra, on Sundays from 9 to 10.30 a.m. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Accra Church and visit our website, accrachurch.org, for more sermons. God bless you.